Welcome to today's Pro AV Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm Sean Heath, and today's conversation is with the one and only Chris Carson, the owner of Steady Ready. Chris, how are you today? I am doing so well. Thanks so much for having me. I hope you're staying warm today. I know you're up there in kind of the cold part of the country right now. Uh, I'm curious, you are, you're a very rare breed. Um, sadly, I think you're a vanishing breed, but hopefully it comes back. You are an honest entrepreneur. You are a guy who saw something, got an idea, and just decided, I'm doing that. That's what I do now. Give me a little bit of the journey on how you kind of became the owner, lead cinematographer, guy who does everything at Steady Ready. Totally, totally. So after my, uh, my time in the Navy, um, I got out. I, got, I went to school. I... Uh, finally had the opportunity to pursue my dream, uh, my vision. And uh, I worked, uh, started from the bottom in the industry um, and really just worked my way up and finally had the opportunity uh, within a few years to start my own business. Um, and I try to do things a little bit differently than the rest of the industry in the sense that um, I'm all about serving the client, fulfilling every need uh, that they may have for video content. Um, I live by the, uh, the Gary Vaynerchuk um, model, which is 5149. Uh, everyone that I engage with, I always try to bring them more value than they do to me. And so, so far that hasn't let me down yet. Uh, business is thriving and uh, things are great. So having worked in all levels of the industry, I, I really want to just take a moment and ask you this question. Have you ever been a gaffer? And B, what does a gaffer actually do? You know, that's awesome because that's actually where I started. Um, really? Yeah, absolutely. So a gaffer is basically the lighting wizard, if you will. Uh, he is He or she is that person that the director of photography uh, or the cinematographer will discuss kind of what they're looking for uh, with light, and a gaffer goes and makes it happen. Uh, obviously, with a team of people, but um, they're the the type of people that really know how to work with and know how to shape light. So it sounds like it's much more advantageous to start out as a gaffer than it would be as like I don't know, best boy or grip. Uh, I think that both the worlds, uh, I, all of those worlds mix in together. Um, I think gaffer is obviously ranked higher than like a grip would be, but um, it's. And I'm not saying a, they're not all important jobs. I'm just saying for the path that you needed to take, gaffer was probably the right place for you to start. Definitely. It was perfect. Now, your background is you're you're what's known as a narrative filmmaker. You really like to tell stories. You find that the power of the story is really key to the whole thing. Can you tell me a little bit about how you apply that storyteller's sort of spirit to your particular segment in the industry? Absolutely. So narrative filmmaking gives us, or rather enables us to capture an audience. So for 
Uh, there, there's been several people that have been quoted recently saying that storytelling is literally the number one way to capture an audience when uh, used with marketing. And so everything that I do with my clients is literally trying to find a way to tell their story uh, on its most basic level, which is literally we're just humans. That human connection is the most powerful thing and the most powerful tool we have in our arsenal. That's exactly what people want to hear. They want to know the company that they're buying the product from or the people they're engaging with are good people and that care about the community that they live and work in. So it sounds like the ability to sort of tell that story creates that interpersonal connection that you might not get from just a standard uh, brick and mortar relationship with a store, right? You don't, you're not, you're, you're not building a relationship with a store. You're building a relationship with a person. Exactly. So in, in that, because you, you live in, would it be safe to say a fluid sort of industry there are peaks and valleys there are trends and this thing is the way people do things now and this is the way they used to do and this is coming back and now retro is new and there's all this constant i don't want to say turmoil but i think that's the i think that's a good word um as things you see things change which is funny because as a cinematographer even when you don't have a lens in front of your eye you see the world differently. You frame the world differently just because of the way that you work. Do From that viewpoint, what kind of uh, trends have you seen over the last few years in the industry that you've been able to see as, as, an, as a participant, but also as an observer? Totally. One of the most recent trends, and I hate to use that word because I don't think that it's going away, anytime soon is uh, is live streaming live streaming video content has literally turned the industry on its head uh, not only for the efficiency that it that it brings but more so what we can do in a much more efficient package so we all watch our news live obviously that's not pre-recorded well that's the point it's happening right now and so that's that's what's so powerful for everyone that does it, whether it's just you jumping on your page and talking about something, or it's a CEO or a president or the janitor of the company explaining who they are, what they do, why they do. And again, everything revolves around forming that human connection. So live streaming is really – that's a very interesting uh, mechanic because I've – there's a lot of value there. There are tons of applications. Everybody comes up with a new way to live stream in this app or we're going to live stream in, in that app. I'm really interested in how live streaming is specifically fundamentally changing the market that offers it. Because I would think that the response has to be a little bit different based on which industry or which technology or there have to be subtle changes, I think. But overall, can you talk to me a little bit about 
how live streaming really shifts a market when it becomes a prevalent sort of technology in that market? Absolutely. It changes the market because it, for once it gives the, the audience, the viewer, a chance to respond. So if they're doing a Q&A and Johnny from Maine is watching, he can jump on and ask a question to that person directly and get a, a and get an immediate answer. So for for Johnny and for others that that view that content, it's much more impactful to them directly. So it's literally that that personal touch that we finally get to have with companies and, and businesses, organizations, uh, and really everything else. I. I, I don't know why this question just popped into my head, but as a filmmaker who is well-versed and works every single day with live streaming as a technology that exists, and as you mentioned, it's not a trend. It is the direction. As, an, as a filmmaker, could there ever be a day when a movie is actually cut and performed live on a live stream instead of recording it to to quote unquote film is that something that i mean you know we've seen live performances on tv of the wizard of oz or peter pan or greece is there ever a scenario that you could see or any benefit i guess to maybe having a movie that has to be shot in some weird one camera setup or whatever that that movie is then streamed live and it's a one-time thing? Absolutely. It's funny you mention that because one of the rules that I live by for my own life and my own business is that we are always pushing video production to its absolute limit. Every single day we walk on set and every time we engage with a client. And so narrative storytelling uh, shooting a story or a movie or a short film live is something that we're actually working on currently uh, in our market and with uh, several production companies right here in Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio, um, which will be seen here very, very soon. So yes, is the answer. Um, and the benefit of that is that it is live. It mixes the world of theater and narrative storytelling, narr narrative filmmaking together to, again, bring something to you right now. Think if you were able to watch the movie Clue performed live on your cell phone or your computer, wherever, on uh, in a form factor, or rather in a sorry, I'm just trying to think of how I want to word it. What if you could watch something right now? So if it's Friday night at 9pm and you're home unwinding and you're ready to flip on the TV for a little bit, what if you could watch that latest greatest story? Maybe it's House of Cards, or maybe it's something else. What if you could watch that live? If that could be pulled off not only technically, 
but the actors and everyone else could pull it off. What is the true impact of that? That takes everything. That takes 3D and all of the cool things the industry is doing and makes it even more powerful because it gives you an opportunity to not only watch it live, but you could also potentially engage. So if it was something like a clue, you could help solve the puzzle of who murdered who, right? So that, many, that can go in many directions. And the beauty of live is it's a wild beast, uh, but when we're able to capture it and work with it, it can create magic. It seems like that would be a, a weird sort of full circle back to live theater. I, I think we would both agree that there is a certain emotional power and impact that comes with viewing live theater that just doesn't come through in film. Uh, I believe that the third dimension plays a key role in that. Um, but so that would allow you to have that theatrical input or that theatrical experience without actually going to the theater, which has a weird sort of antisocial sort of question in my mind. But my other question would be the business model, because movies generally make their money because you can watch them over and over and have repeat ticket sales or repeat DVD sales or repeat streams or whatever. And it, I don't know, what do you think the business model would look like for a live streamed movie that you're only going to get to watch once? I mean, that goes back to the days that goes back 30 years to, you know, the advent of VCRs. Then everybody's going to want to record that live thing. But that sort of takes away. I realize I'm getting in the weeds here. Let me just get back to the original question. What would the business model be, you think, of a situation like that? Totally. So live stream is live. It is right now. And for the things that are only offered a one time or rather offered one time and you can only view it now, there's tremendous value that can be had with that. But most of live streams, they call it the replay. So once you do a live stream, you can go back after the fact and watch the, watch the stream in its entirety whenever you want. So think of it like DVR. But as far as the business model goes, you can monetize that. So one of the tools we have in our arsenal is being able to put paywalls on a stream. And so whether it's a narrative film or you're working with a nonprofit to generate donations for an event they're doing or many, many other things, we're able to collect funding that way while it's happening or even in advance, you could potentially sell, you know, basically online tickets. So whether it's streamed live when we have our audience then, and it's great, we could also have an audience later as well. So as obviously as a thought leader in the industry and someone who thinks about these things all the time, you can kind of see the direction that things are going. What do you, what impact do you think this, this paradigm shift 
in consumption of live streaming. What do you, what horizon do you see? What's, what's coming and how, how will we take advantage of this sort of change? Well, certainly I don't think that it's going to inhibit or stop all other forms of advertising or engagement or whatever else that is for marketing. I do think that it's another tool that we can use to better reach our audiences, whatever that is. I think that only more people are going to embrace it. And literally just in the last year and a half that I've been offering professional live streaming services, that is that within itself is very true. The amount of people that are interested in having that conversation about you know, hey, Bobby, I'm not the best. Um, I'm not the best on camera, but I definitely see the value in this. And literally, just to give you an idea of the benefit of live streaming versus a, a normal produced video, is the people we are working with who are already doing at whatever level some video content. Once they start doing live video, the average growth we're having with our clients within just a span of three weeks of literally doing one live stream a week is 500 to 5,000% uh, growth for their social media, whether that be Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and everything else. That's so the benefit. Sorry, go no, ahead. No, I was going to say that's a really good uh, five hundred to five thousand percent. That seems like a lot. I think that's probably a good number. And with all of it, we're able to service more clients. Whereas we come in today and we shoot for a company, and the normal video production world that that shoot for a thirty second commercial or a sixty second internet spot is the entire day but if it what with a live stream everything is much more and much more efficient to where we can go and shoot the same thing in an hour and with that i can now service 10 clients a day whereas i could before only serve one and that's beneficial to your clients as well because you're available to them if you can do more work in a day, then that means that tomorrow, a client who normally would have had to wait a week to find a space in your schedule, you could do work with them tomorrow. That just kind of helps improve their efficiency overall as well. It sounds like a win-win. Exactly. And the best punchline of it all is it's far more affordable for that client to not only do it today, but also do it next week and the week after that, and the week after that, forever. Because again, it, this entire thing is based off of efficiency, affordability, and practicality. And all without, the, all without losing any quality that they had before. All right. I have, it's literally a win-win-win. I have one more question for you. And 
you have an unlimited budget. Pick one movie that has something or several things about it that just drive you crazy and you know you could fix it. And you could, any movie, which movie do you change? Which movie do you fix if you, Chris Carson, have an unlimited budget as a storyteller? Wow, that's a great question. I'm not even sure if I could answer that. It One thing I can counter with, though, because I don't want to pick on any potential friends in the industry. <laughs> one thing I can counter is it's absolutely impossible to watch a movie with a filmmaker. Every time I sit down with, with the family or friends, it's... I'm the most difficult person in the room to to deal with because it's, oh, that lighting is great and we're celebrating, or I have a commentary of, oh, no, what are you doing? That was awful. <laughs> and the people watching the movie with you are like, dude, it's the most important emotional moment in the movie. What are you doing? Why are you talking about the lighting? <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's difficult. You know, sometimes it's difficult to have dinner with the chef. I'm just saying, you can't cook dinner for a chef. You just exactly. can't do it because exactly. you know too much. Yep. Well, I feel like I know quite a bit more right now than I did when we started talking, Chris. I really do appreciate you taking the time today. Today, I've been talking to Chris Carson, the owner of Steady Ready. Chris, thanks so much for taking the time today. I really do appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks again. Really appreciate it. appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again in the near future. Awesome. Thanks so much. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.